the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Great Tribulation period, the darkest time for believers for sure. And these witnesses, they, they will not compromise. They kept themselves from defilement. They kept themselves from the, the things of the world. You know, and as Christians, we're exhorted in the New Testament to be blameless before God, to be holy and without blemish and without fault in His sight. And we should learn from the example of the 144,000. Would others around you know that you're a Christian if you didn't tell them? In today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you the coming example of witnesses for Jesus. They are bold in their declaration of Him as Lord and Savior. They do not waver within their loyalty and confession of Him. Pastor Dan encourages you to grow deeper in your walk with Christ. Each day, find more ways to connect with Him and to seek His face. Jesus desires to have an intimate relationship with you. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jesus Christ is going to return to the earth and he's going to rule as king of kings over all the earth from Mount Zion in Jerusalem. He's going to stand on Mount Zion in triumph as we see him here in chapter 14 of Revelation. And I want you to notice here who is standing with him on Mount Zion in triumph in verse 1. Look at verse 1 again. It says, The Lamb was standing on Mount Zion And with him, 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Does that ring a bell at all? 144,000? You know, sometimes when you watch a movie, and at the beginning of the movie, you meet a character, and then you don't see that character again until like the last scene of the movie, and you're like, hey, that's, that's the guy that was at the beginning of the movie. Here he is at the very end of the movie. That's what happens here. With 144,000. We met the 144,000 back in chapter 7. At the beginning of the tribulation period. And here we see the 144,000 once again at the end of the tribulation period. Except now they're standing with the Lamb triumphantly on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. After the tribulation is over. They come back in in the final scene. When Christ returns to the earth. I want you to notice something here. uh, That may seem obvious, but I think it's worth pointing out. Notice there are 144,000 of them standing with the Lamb on Mount Zion after the tribulation. Do you see it? God didn't lose anybody. 
He's got 144,000 after the tribulation. It doesn't say there were 143,999 standing with him after the tribulation. God didn't lose a single one. He, He sealed them and called them before the tribulation began in chapter 7, 144,000 Jewish believers, remember that from chapter 7, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, and then God protected them and preserved them and brought them through the entire tribulation period, the seven years, and, and brought them through the whole thing still intact. All 144,000 are counted for. All 144,000 are standing with Jesus on Mount Zion after it's all over. He didn't lose a single one. Now, why do I point that out? I point that out because of this. Because this shows us that when God calls you to do something, you're bulletproof. You're bulletproof until you complete what God has called you to do. Now, that doesn't mean you should go step in front of a bus and think that God's going to preserve your life. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. But what we see here with this 144,000 It shows us that God will preserve you while you are fulfilling your calling on your life. God has a call on your life. God has a mission for you. I don't know what that mission is, but God has a mission for you. He's got a call. He's got something that he wants you to do. And while you are fulfilling that mission, God protects you and preserves you, and he brings you through to see that mission to its completion. You think about this 144,000, they they lived through the entire tribulation. They lived through the Antichrist. They lived through the false prophet. Uh, They didn't didn't worship the image. They didn't take the mark of the beast, and yet they survived. God protected them. God brought them through. They lived through extreme persecution. They lived in very dark days, and God, God preserved them. He protected them. You know, there's a passage, a great passage in the Old Testament In Isaiah 43, verse 2, there the Lord promises, he says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. There the Lord promises, hey, when you pass through the waters, you're not necessarily going to go around the waters, but you're going to pass through the waters. But as you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. You're not going to drown. Or when you pass through the fire, you can't go around the fire all the time, but when you pass through the fire, you're not going to be burned. Because I'm the Lord your God, and the Lord protects his servants that he calls for his purposes. And so we see the 144,000 with them, with Jesus, with the Lamb, after the tribulation. And then verse 2, And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. And so John now, he hears, he hears a voice in heaven. And we've seen a similar description uh, earlier in the book of Revelation of this, this majestic voice from heaven that sounds like the voice of many waters. Uh, In in Revelation chapter 1, verse 15, the voice of Jesus Christ is described this way as a sound of many waters, and a sound like thunder. And he hears harpists playing their harps in heaven. And I guess this is where 
uh, one of the passages where we get the idea of people playing harps in heaven. Remember in the Tom and Jerry cartoon, whenever Tom was killed, he would go up to heaven, he'd have a halo, and he'd be playing a harp as he was ascending up to heaven, right? I try to keep it at a level you guys can understand, you know? There are, there are pastors that quote like medieval philosophers and poetry and stuff like that. That Tom and Jerry might be a little bit more in your wheelhouse. It isn't mine. And they, verse 3, those in heaven, they sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. Remember those guys that were around the throne of God? And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. So, so those in heaven were singing this song. It's a new song. It's a song of praise. And the 144,000 on the earth that are there on Mount Zion with the Lamb, they also sang this song, it tells us, because they were redeemed. It's the song of the redeemed. Now, that word redeemed, it means to be purchased. They they can sing this new song of praise to God because they've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we've been bought with a price, and the price was the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. You know, Colossians 1.14 says, we have redemption, it's the same word, we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins. We have redemption, we've been redeemed, we've been purchased from sin and from death by the blood of Jesus Christ. And our sins, all of our sins, no matter what we've done or how long we've done it for, how deep we are in it, the blood of Jesus Christ purchases forgiveness for us, the forgiveness of sins. And so now, uh, just like the 144,000, we've got a new song to sing, don't we? Right? We used to sing the blues, right? Nothing but the blues before, but now we sing a new song. It's a new song of praise. It's a new song of worship because Jesus Christ has redeemed us from sin and death, right? Amen. Now, verses 4 and 5. Verses 4 and 5 give us a description of the character of the 144,000 witnesses. And and I think it's important for us to to note the description that's given here, because we all want to be witnesses for Christ. We all want our lives to be a witness. We all want our lives to be a testimony. We all want to let our light shine before men. And so we can glean from these 144,000 and their testimony and their witness and and their character. So so look closely at what it says. It says, first of all, these are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Now, what does that mean? Some of you are thinking, well, I'm already eliminated. (laughs) Well, it it has two possible meanings. The first meaning could be that it means that they remained unmarried, that they're not married, because of the tribulation, because of the circumstances in which they're living, the time in which they're living. Uh, you know, the wrath of God is falling upon the earth. Uh, Christians are being persecuted. Uh, the Antichrist is at war with Christians. Who's got time to plan a wedding, you know, during the tribulation period? Uh, so it could mean 
that they just remained unmarried during the tribulation because just conditions were not conducive uh, for marriage at that time. Uh, Plus, these 144,000, they're sealed by God to serve God during the tribulation. They have this mission. They have this calling from God. It's a very important calling during the tribulation period. So So it may be that they remained unmarried on purpose to fulfill their calling so that they could fulfill this calling more easily during the tribulation. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. If you're taking notes, you might want to jot that down. There Paul says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried person can spend his or her time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please the Lord. But a married person cares about the things of this world and how to please his wife or how to please her husband. So a married person's interests are divided between pleasing the Lord and pleasing their spouse. And they have to consider both, and they have to figure out that balance of serving the Lord and serving my family and serving and leading my family. So it could be that these 144,000 remained unmarried so that they could serve the Lord more fully. There's some that hold that view, that that's what this means in verse 4. And let me just say for a moment uh, to the single people that are here, to the unmarried people, you have a freedom right now as a single person that you're not going to have when you're married. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just a fact. You have a freedom right now to serve the Lord as a single person. And I want to exhort you if you're single, to take advantage of this season of singleness and use it and serve Jesus Christ radically while you're single. Some of you I know are professionals too. Use the gifts and abilities and the resources and the finances, all of it, while you're single. Use it to serve Jesus radically while you have the freedom to do it. Because once you get married, radical is going to look different (laughs) when you're married. Married radical is different from single radical. Uh, Married with children radical is different from single radical. Okay, Radical when you're married with kids is like staying up till 10 o'clock. That's radical, right? But now, seriously though, when you're single, you've, you've got the freedom to go. You can go on mission trips. You can go and serve the Lord. And you can, you can just concern yourself with the things of God. So use that season that you're in as a single person. 
So this, this could be talking about that, that, just that they remained unmarried. There's some that hold that view. I don't think that's what this is talking about personally. Uh, I think the, the other possibility uh, could mean that they remained spiritually pure. They remained spiritually pure. Could, it could mean both, I suppose. Uh, but I believe that this is what it's referring to in verse 4, that they remained spiritually pure. They lived in a time of tremendous spiritual corruption, immorality, and yet they will not compromise with it. They, they keep themselves pure. They keep themselves separated. They keep themselves undefiled from the world that they live in, in a very defiling time. These 144,000 will keep themselves pure and keep themselves from just the moral filth of their age. You know, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 says, and this is to us, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. We're to live clean, innocent lives in a world that's filled with crooked and perverse people. So one characteristic that we want to note here is that they kept themselves pure from the perversity of their age. And listen, if they can keep themselves pure during the Great Tribulation, we can keep ourselves pure today. We can do it. Uh, Second characteristic, look at verse 4. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. I love that. I love that phrase. They simply just follow the Lamb, Jesus Christ, wherever He goes. They're committed They're committed followers of Jesus. They just follow him wherever he goes. It doesn't say they follow the lamb if he goes where they like him to go. Or they follow the lamb if they agree with where he's he's going and they want to go there too. No, they're they're just committed to following the lamb wherever he may go, wherever he may lead them. They just follow him. They're sold out. They're just sold out for Jesus Christ. Their lives were not their own. Their lives belonged to Jesus Christ, 100%. You know, in the Gospels, we meet people who wanted to follow Jesus Christ, who had a desire to follow Jesus Christ, but they they wanted to follow Jesus Christ on their own terms. You know, not 100%, not fully committed to him, but just kind of on their own terms. In Luke chapter 9, a guy comes to Jesus, for example, and says, I will follow you, but... (laughs) He could just stop right there, right? As soon as the guy says the word, but, here we go. I will follow you, but let me first go bid farewell to those in my household. And listen to Jesus' answer. It's, it's It's kind of harsh, but it's honest. Jesus says, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Here's a guy that comes to Jesus, I want to follow you, but I want to follow you on my own terms. I still want to set my own schedule. I want to keep the calendar, but I'll follow you. And Jesus says to him, well, you're not fit for my kingdom then. Because if you're going to be a follower of me, I set the calendar. I set the agenda. Your job is just follow me wherever I take you. You Your job is just to be behind me, following me. You think about when Jesus called James and John to follow him. The gospel says when he, he saw them along the Sea of Galilee cleaning their nets and 
And Jesus called them to follow him. And it says they immediately, they immediately left their boats. They left their father when their father had a fishing business there on the Sea of Galilee. They, they left it all and just followed him. They just walked off the job. So they said, come follow me. They just left and started following him. No, let me, you know, give me two weeks. Let me sleep on it. Let me think about it for a few days. No, they, they just followed him. And the disciples just followed Jesus wherever he went, wherever he wanted to go. We wanted to go to the other side where there's demon-possessed people. All right, we'll, we'll go with you if that's where you want to go. Not, I'm not excited about it, but I'll go with you. They just follow the Lamb. Listen, that, that's what Christ requires of us. Just to be fully committed to following him. Not on our own terms, on his terms. A hundred percent just following him, just trusting him wherever he goes and wherever he takes us, just fully committed. That's a good question to ask yourself. Do, do I follow him wherever he goes? Or do I follow him on my own terms? Am I willing to do what he asks of me only if I like what he's asking me to do? Or there are thir- certain things I won't do because I don't want to do those things. These witnesses followed the Lamb wherever he went. That takes us uh, to our next point. Look at verse 4 again. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. The word firstfruits means that they're, they're the first part of a much larger harvest. These 144,000 Jewish believers are, are, are just the, not the only that people that will believe in Jesus Christ and be saved during the tribulation period. They are the first of many who will be saved, many Jewish believers. And in their mouth was found no deceit, no falsehood. They weren't liars. There was no falsehood in their speech. Now, during the tribulation period, the Antichrist and the false prophet, he's called the false prophet because he says a lot of false things, a lot of lies. But the 144,000 They're living in a time when there's a lot of falsehood, a lot of lies going around. It's common. Yet these 144,000, they remain truthful. They speak the truth. They speak the truth about Jesus Christ in a time of great falsehood. They're, They're truthful. There's no falsehood on their lips. It says at the end of verse 5, For they are without fault before the throne of God. They are blameless is the idea. Literally, they are without stain. There's no blemish on them. And here you have the darkest time in the history of the church during the Great Tribulation period. The darkest time for believers, for sure. And these witnesses, they, they will not compromise. They kept themselves from defilement. They kept themselves from the, the things of the world. You know, and as Christians, we're exhorted in the New Testament to be blameless before God, to be holy and without blemish and without fault in his sight. And we should learn from the example of the 144,000, of what it means to be a real witness for Christ, what it means to, to let, let your light shine and to be a testimony for Christ. These witnesses, they kept themselves pure. We should keep ourselves pure. Keep yourself pure from this world. We should follow the Lamb wherever He goes. It's 100% sold out. He asked- 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. Our number is 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.